Viva la Liberté, George Bernanos, Ideas and Thoughts, May 5th, 2018. I've read most of the limited nonfiction of the French author and political thinker George Bernanos. I would like to highlight some of the ideas that have stuck with me. From reading Bernanos, you get the feeling that you're hearing the voice of both the mad uncle and the voice of French conscience. He goes on and on about French society and frequently makes tangents in his writing, but all throughout this overlay of serene intimacy and dire seriousness is a comforting candidness. He says what he feels like saying when he feels it needs to be said, and this unstructured approach has its pros and cons. For one, it limits the attention span of the audience, but in doing so it reveals the intellectual process of a citizen. Not a man with political power, economic privilege, or a selfish agenda, but an ordinary man who believed in writing just because it was an expression of individualism without selfishness. Because writing was his escape from an era of eradication in the 20th century. Because writing was a transformative process for him. It truly didn't matter whether anyone read what he had to say in that era, because his words were for the Englishman he mentions in Plea for Liberty, the French anti-modernist, and they fundamentally were for me too. As the books were for a select audience of Christians, French politicians, and a handful of others like me, his prophetic, scandalous, and sometimes forward-thinking ideas may go over some people's heads. I strove to finish his books because I knew I was hearing from someone who identified himself with the old way. I was reading someone who believed in the old principles of the Declaration of Rights, a true explosion of hope, but also the ancient principles of France, the ancient way of honor, duty, loyalty, and accompanying virtue. Truly, this is the ancient way of all society before the atomic bomb provided the decisive victory of technology over reason. His book, For the Men After This Decisive Victory, quote, better stated as failure, who will come into the new world that has imposed its system not only on flesh and bone, but upon the soul of men. Perhaps it was too late to read the 1940s nonfiction of Bernanos in 2018. The world has already perfected the very technique Bernanos denigrates throughout his writing. A technique of economic and political relegation, but fundamentally a technique against the spiritual inner life of man. I feel a statement about this is disingenuous, but maybe that's because I have some trust in religious texts such as the Gita if I don't necessarily trust the religious institution, particularly its entanglement with the state. But Bernanos' claim that civilization is an imposition on the inner life of men combats the comforting assertion that the spiritual life flourishes through a kind of balancing act between structure and society and a conscious awareness of natural phenomena. This assertion lays in my conscience, perhaps because I am comfortable, but also because who is Bernanos kidding? He may have left the comforts of French urban existence, but he still functioned in civilization of agricultural Brazilian life. He was a man of civilization, so who is he to say civilization is against the inner life? Still, it might be better to ask how might I separate the good parts of civilization from the bad ones so the inner life of spiritual and scientific skepticism flourishes. When Bernanos was speaking so negatively about civilization, was it fundamentally because one metric of measuring the greatness of civilizations is how little they exercise their law? This, sta this statement is a product of the value of common sense Bernanos praised so much, but I'm not sure it's fair to say that I took any risk to come to this wonderful jewel that I heartily believe can explain much about injustice in society through its extrapolation. Now to risk. To Bernanos, hope and freedom were fundamentally a risk that must be run by every man, not only necessary for society, but for each person's own individual salvation.
Now hold your horses. Don't get carried away when I say this. Instead, be calculated. Every leap of faith is built on some sound foundation of knowledge. Hope is not something given to you, but like the immigrant who traveled to New York or Paris, they took a risk to live in the shining city on the hill. Risk had to fundamentally be taken because inherently we have imperfect knowledge. And to Bernanos, a man was not just someone with principles, uh, bracket, something he joked was like saying something had a private income, but someone who understood freedom can be taught from hard lessons in life. It can't be fully understood through the intellectual process. Now, if risk elevated the status of man, what denigrated him? This is the main idea of Bernanos that is radical, the idea that systems and society function to disempower or despiritualize man so that he becomes an economic man, a man bound to material circumstances and obtaining little to no moral or intellectual power to think for himself. Bernanos doesn't expound much on this idea, and I don't wholly agree with it, but it says something very important about our society. How do we elevate our inner spiritual life? bracket, perception of natural phenomena as well as scientific understanding when we are stuck with administrative duties and other tasks that place our focus on the external world. Bernanos as a Catholic believed that the conscience of, of the church laid in understanding the saints. To him, the doctrine of the church was the doctrine of the saints. Our friends, the saints, were the last essay Bernanos, Bernanos wrote. So Bernanos clearly wanted to leave with the impression that spiritual forces guided our destiny, not material ones. Following this, he viewed saints as the very prototype of a spiritual man bound by some semblance of free will in opposition to the economic man who is bound by material forces. Throughout his writing, he downplayed the material definition of man for an empowered version of man, someone guided by the voice of conscience, by reason, and faith. I think Bernanos can be conveyed by two quotes, one in reference to France's surrender during World War II and the other in reference to the Bill of Rights. Uh, quote, O Englishman, Englishman, my country's disaster may indeed have succeeded in wounding my heart. I believe I may bear myself this witness that it has never seriously troubled my reason, and it is in my reason that not in my heart that I find the basis for my unconquerable hope. That is why I allow myself to speak to you as I do. Do not take me for a man of systems and principles. I have no system because the spirit of system is a form of insanity. Systems are useful only to fools. Common sense teaches us that in pretending to simplify systems complicate everything, whereas life, while seeming to complicate, simplifies everything. And I have no principle for the simple reason that I feel no need whatever to impose some sort of constitution on my conscience, to live with my conscience under a constitutional regime. End quote. Uh, start in quote two. There is no American living more devoted to the Bill of Rights than I am, or who better understands its meaning, for the reason that it was men like myself who formulated it. As I contemplated these words of Bernanos, they have changed my assumptions about morality and my place in history as an American. Is there a collective morality, or as the founders of America understood, there is no need to speak of morality or virtue in the Bill of Rights because the notion of collective morality should not be imposed like a religious book? To Bernanos, the idea of a collective conscience was laughable, even though contemporary Jungian psychology may have a different view on that. Nonetheless, following the founders' beliefs, Bernanos felt that individuals should be in control of their destiny and not bound by hierarchical systems that place certain people on pedestals. He felt systems were fundamentally in the way of perceiving truth, and like the founders, I think he understood that the Constitution was a set of principles, a spirit of letters, or merely just a piece of paper that could not function without the spirit of man and spirit of liberty. Bernanos believed that there were, when there were not enough free-thinking men in society, the spirit of liberty decreases and conformity, obedience, and legality reign supreme and society degenerates. 
Bernanos has also changed my understanding of my Americanness. The very reason I read Bernanos is because I liked his ideas. Moreover, I feel that even though I don't inherit the Protestant upbringing or ethnicity of the founders and the Catholicism of Bernanos, in some way I have inherited their spirit of liberty, and it's something that all Americans and French people inherit. Most importantly, even though they said we the people in the Constitution, I believe the founders and Bernanos were more concerned with liberty in relation to the principle of man, not the principle of masses. Man who is moral without mentioning morality, compassionate without mentioning conformity, and spiritual without mentioning religion. Thank you.